0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Shine a Light on series. Today, we'll be shining a light on finding your inner creativity with Lindsay Zhou. Welcome, Lindsay.
1: Hi, thanks for having me here.
0: Yes, thank you for being here. Just to start off, do you mind giving us a brief introduction to who you are?
1: Yeah, sounds great. So my name is Lindsay. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Currently, I'm a junior at UNC Chapel Hill, double majoring in computer science and linguistics and also minoring in Japanese. So I guess I'll just tell a bit of a story. I very much stumbled into tech in college. Basically, what happened was when it was time for me to apply to college, I was not at all set on what I wanted to do with my life. But I did know that I have always been a creative at heart. So I was looking for a field where I could flex some of these creative muscles and also have a positive impact on others. And I, I landed on computer science because I love the idea that programming could create such complex and interesting technologies, from nothing but some keystrokes. And obviously, since then, I've like found out that it's not quite that simple, but I still like that it feels a bit like magic to watch your code come to life. You know, since then, I've been really excited about the tech space, and I currently serve on the boards of six organizations in my university, including UNC's Data Science Club, um, a hackathon called ProHacks, which is a hackathon for women and non-binary students, and uh, CS Plus Social Good, which is an organization that works with local nonprofits to create technology solutions. I'm also one of our department's student ambassadors, and I work part-time as an undergraduate teaching assistant in the CS department. From it for the past few years, outside of tech, I've been a huge fan of Nintendo games for as long as I can remember. But I also love writing, which I think is going to be relevant for what we're talking about today.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much for sharing. And you're very, very involved, which is awesome. I agree. Computer science can be super creative. Actually, I don't know if you've heard of this realm of computational creativity through artificial intelligence. My my friend showed me some insights into this. This is something for for you and and the listeners to look up after this chat. Going back to our conversation about inner creativity, this. I think is such an important topic. I studied also sort of a a mixed bag of skills in college. It was called web design and engineering. So I completely understand this. I want to be in tech, but how do I stay with my creative side? So thank you. I'm I'm glad to be chatting with you today. What does inner creativity mean to you exactly?
1: It's a little bit cheesy, but there's this quote, sort of this like slogan I've been using forever um, since I started programming, at least. um, That makes me really excited about creativity in tech and creativity in general. And the little... Snippet is called Building from Air and Ideas. And it comes from this quote from Fred Brooks, who is the founder of the UNC Computer Science Department. Among a lot of other things, he's got tons and tons of achievements, but the quote goes something like, the programmer, like the poet, works only slightly removed from pure thought stuff. He builds his castle in the air from air, creating by exertion of the imagination. That was a quote that was presented to us in my intro computer science class. And I think it does a really great job of capturing inner creativity to me, it's this idea of you have all these worlds and ideas and like fascinations inside of you, I guess, whether or not you're you've drawn them out to a medium like art or dance or programming. The next step, I guess, is being able to draw those out and put them into the world so that you and other people can view them in some form. But I think everyone does have this ability inside them to create worlds and ideas
0: like that. I definitely agree. And this like inner creative world that I think everyone has, I think is essentially what kids do and express all the time. (laughs) In my opinion, they're always thinking creatively and honestly saying nonsense all the time. But it sounds crazy to us because I think as you grow up and maybe are in a more professional setting, these sort of like crazy ideas, in my opinion, are are shunned typically. But some of the most innovative spaces, I think essentially are like bring out the, the kid in you, like the imagination, the creativity. Have you had experiences with that or what are your thoughts on that
1: um actually something that happened to me today or not happened to me but something i saw today was um uh, someone in my network was asking for tips on how to create like a nice professional LinkedIn bio. And I was just sitting there thinking like, especially as someone who works in tech, you actually have a lot of freedom to be creative, you know, like your bio, you can have a very nice clean professional bio if that's the image you want to portray. But I also feel like it doesn't necessarily have to be who you are just because you're someone who works in tech, right? Especially in tech, I think tech has become a lot more, a lot more open to creativity and more casualness, I guess. And so I was just thinking about how we we like to present ourselves in the, this professional light because it's what, like you said, what we're Kind of told that we have to do, but creativity is such an important part of the jobs we do. It's also important to like present ourselves as as creative individuals.
0: I definitely agree. So on a personal level, Lindsay, why do you find it so important to find time to be creative, whether at work or outside of work?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely super important to me. Um, and I'll preface that by kind of saying that I think it's super hard to have multiple identities at one time. So you know, there, there's lots of different domains that that fits in, but. For the one that we're talking about right now, um, trying to be this, you know, logical, rigorous programmer, and also trying to be a creative is, is really difficult to balance. You know, when I was in high school, I I was in band, and so for for four years while I was in high school, that was like my main identity. I was a marimba player, or a percussionist, or a band kid, or whatever. That's like what I focused on. And then once I got to college and no longer played music, I was a computer science student. That was like my defining personality trait because when I wasn't, you know, in classes, I was working with these clubs or I was recruiting, and it was all tech related. That was like my Defining personality trait. I even have a very standard intro at the beginning of a lot of things that just comes out like a like a reflex. Hi, my name is Lindsay. I'm computer science, and linguistics double major. Blah 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 blah. Right. And so I think one thing that's kind of important and motivates me to find time to be creative is that these like big, broad identities that are based on like the core parts of my life um, are based on what I'm doing and not necessarily who I am. Whereas like being a creative person is actually a part of who I am. And so for a long time, I was you know, only ever consumed by just that one broad identity of whatever I was doing at the time was my main focus in life, I guess. Um, and recently, I've started to realize that I'm not happy, like just being a person in tech. You know, I think tech right now is something that I do for the world because I want to build technology that helps other people. I want to help other people explore technology. And that is very exciting to me, um, whereas creativity is something that I do um, just for me. It's like a quiet, intrinsic part of who I am.
0: Yes, I love that you mentioned that, actually. And especially because for me, if I ever want to be creative, whether it's writing or art or any any form of creativity, I genuinely need to be by myself, like with my own thoughts, if I want to express something that's like entirely myself. So I definitely agree with you that that that's sort of it's for you, like personally. Yes. So I am curious, how would you say that you balance a tech job with creativity? Is is creativity something that you feel you're implementing during work, or do you just make a point to do outside of work? How do you how do you balance
1: these? So I would say there definitely are elements of creativity in programming. Um, sometimes coming up with creative solutions or especially in one of the clubs I work with CS plus social good we that that involves a lot of working with clients and figuring out you know how do we actually incorporate technology into people's lives because we're not just building something in a vacuum like these are things that people are going to have to use and sometimes you have to think of creative ways to to make these technologies the most useful for the people that you're working with but for me honestly I would say that my my tech work and my creativity I keep other than like the creativity that needs to be involved in the job I keep them pretty separate Um, because for me like I think there's this this expectation for a lot of people that um, your job has to be like your purpose in life. And for me personally, like I do like tech. I love the things that I've been doing in tech and I think it's super exciting. I love solving tech challenges, but I also don't necessarily know if that's like the part of my life that gives me purpose. And so I've recently been thinking a lot more about how like my future job, I, I want it to be something that I enjoy going to, you know, I'm, I might do my 40 hours a week and I have a good time while I'm there and I'm doing meaningful work, but then I get to come home and do all these other things that I love as well. So I think that's, that's one way I'm balancing it. I also recently have been forcing myself to have more well-rounded days that include not only the basics, like you know eating well and getting exercise and the things I have to do to be a student in tech, but also making sure to include my creativity every day. That, that for me is a non-negotiable and I think that's an important part to maintain.
0: First of all, please teach me how to how to balance your life. But (laughs) second, I really like this differentiation you just made between being creative at work or on the job because I'm sure maybe a lot of graphic designers or I do some product design and product designers listening and are like, Hey, you know, I get to be creative at work. Like this is this is my way of doing it. But your your inner creativity, I think. It sounds like it's something else. It's something for you and it's not necessarily for the rest of the world. So I do appreciate that differentiation that you can be creative at work, but inner creativity for yourself happens closer to home, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I also know that like, you know, I do my best work, obviously, when I feel good and I feel like I feel happy, right? And I do feel better when I make time to pursue creativity that's separate from my work as well. So in kind of a roundabout way, being creative is um, separate from work is also contributing to positivity at work.
0: That's very true. On that note, actually, as I'm sure you're a busy person and lots of students these days and everyone actually in the world is spreading themselves too thin. And I know an an issue that I have is finding the time to make sure I I give myself the space and opportunity to be creative, like find my inner creativity outside of work or outside of meetings. So how do you get in the creative zone? Like how long does it take? And do you like literally set time aside or how do you do it?
1: I wish I could say that, like, I just light a candle and then the magic starts happening and the words just transcribe themselves onto paper, but that's unfortunately not the case. I wish. Putting too much pressure on having a perfect space to be creative can actually, you know, prevent you from being creative because if if you need very specific conditions to get to work, like you need your room to smell an exact way and needs to be right at the crack of dawn or right at a specific time of the day and and the world has to be quiet or something like that, then, you know, those conditions are not going to line up very often. And so sometimes it's like, even if you're not feeling creative, just starting on your of hobby might help you get into the mood or even if it doesn't it's like hey you you've worked on it for a couple minutes at least that's that's better than nothing maybe you can try again later and come back but i've always thought that like making a little bit of progress is better than not making any progress at all i have found that having habits helps writing around the same time every day has been good for me i tend to write in the evenings or i'll do like my blogging earlier in the day and then i'll do my uh, novel writing later in the day and i think that's just the way my, my brain associates late night with with fantasy and earlier in the day with more professional stuff that helps, but once again, I don't think waiting for the perfect conditions is the way to go if you're trying to get into the creative mood.
0: Yes, I think that's a very good point. And with writing in particular, I think it's it can be extra tricky sometimes because for me, if I ever want to write, when I really want to write, it comes in times where I'm, I'm doing something else and I have like a a moment where I just to myself and I can think, and then a brilliant idea comes to mind. I'm like, oh, I have to stop everything I'm doing. I need to write this down. So yes, I definitely agree that typically I think like the best pieces don't just come after you light that candle and sit down and get ready to write. Yes. Thank you for that. I'm sure you may experience this as well, but we're both in sort of technical spaces as students and in our careers. And I feel like sometimes I'm surrounded by people who don't understand their creative limits or they feel like they're not creative at all. Or if I'm ever like, do you want to paint with me one day? They're just like, oh, I'm not a creative person. So what would you say to people who are convinced that they have no creative bone in their body? My favorite piece of advice is that a bad draft is easier to edit
1: than a blank page and obviously that is specifically for writing advice but I I think that applies to a lot of different things like I'm a perfectionist so definitely it's difficult for me to like hop into a hobby and not immediately be good at it but if we're being honest, like the people who are really good at their their hobbies and their crafts have been practicing for a really, really long time. And creative hobbies require practice too. Like I think it's easy for people to understand that like athletes, for example, have to put a lot of time into their training, right? That That's easy for people to say and they, they can see how the training translates into them being better athletes. Um, and I think it's the same thing with creativity. Like nobody starts off amazing at it. When I was little, I thought that people who were like really good at art, really good at drawing and painting and all that stuff were just like naturally good at it. So I gave up when I was really young because I, I thought that it just wasn't for me. And now that I'm older and I have, you know, a bunch of friends who do art and I see artists online and posting their like before and after photos from even a year apart. It's like, wow, they're actually getting good at it because they practiced. Who would have thought, right? And I guess for, for anybody who might be hearing this and thinking, like, if that's the first time you've ever heard this and you realize that you need to practice to get good at stuff, it's not too late to start now. Like, if you're thinking about all the time you lost by not having started earlier, like, it's definitely not too late to begin. Like, there's never a time where it's too late. And then another thing I would say about that is that, like, you don't have to be good at something to do it, especially if it's something that you're doing just for yourself. The idea there is to do it because you enjoy it. Like, if, if all you can draw is stick figures, but drawing stick figures brings you some joy or makes you feel relaxed or something, like, spend time doing it, you know? you don't. There's no pressure on you to, to make this the best thing that anybody's ever seen you should be doing it because it makes you happy and not necessarily
0: because you want approval from others on it I love that point a lot I like to call myself I'm a self-proclaimed chef no one has ever necessarily titled me as, as a chef before but I'm like hey I like to cook a lot and bake a lot and we've gotten good feedback so I'm a chef so I love this idea of speak into existence label yourself what you'd like and if it makes you happy then then that's it that's all you need yeah exactly all right, Lindsay, any last words of wisdom for folks who are interested in using using their right brain, their creative brain a little bit more? Don't wait
1: for the perfect moment to start. Start trying it now. You know, programmers will write some ugly, messy code when they're just starting, right? And in, along the same vein, art, music, writing, dance, all those other creative hobbies will not be beautiful at the beginning, you know? And that doesn't make those first few projects any less valuable. So I think just starting as soon as you get the urge for the first time is, is probably the way to go. Thank you so much for
0: joining us. It was great chatting with you. Thank you for having me here. Yes, of course. To anyone tuning in, thank you for joining us. As always at Opal, we shine brighter together and we'll see you next time.